Thank you for tuning in. This is a Normal Human Radio podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Normal Human Rewatch, the first episode after we made some of our changes. The biggest change of of which being that this won't be following the original release schedule that we planned, which was release one episode Monday through Friday uh, each day, so you'd get five episodes a week. Instead, we're going to be hitting you hard with these Avatar The Last Airbender episodes, and I am very pleased to announce that we are starting episode six. Yeah, this is a... is an exciting one. And I don't think I've said this thus far, but dude, spoilers ahead. There will be spoilers. So we watched episode six, which is called Imprisoned. And I'm going to give you the, the Josh recap portion of the episode, which is we kind of, uh, we kind of open up the episode with prophecy more or less, you know, you get that, you get that little bit from Katara's grandmother. You get that little bit where Aang's got to save the world. And we come across them in the forest hearing, hearing some bangerangs. And they come across a guy named Haru, Haru. who is earthbending. I can't, like, and, the only thing I can think of when I hear his name is the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> There's, so, they have a song called Johnny I Hardly Knew Ya. They say Haru a bunch in that song. Back to the recap, Jack. My bad. My bad. Sorry, I thought I so they, thought I was a co-host. No, not during the Josh recap. My, my during bad. During the Josh recap, you're nothing. I forgot this is a branded segment. It is now a branded segment. So they follow Haru back to the village where they come across his mother's shop they go in there and they find out that earthbending is banned and that his father was sent to the the rig aka a jail and why while they're in there the fire nation who is occupying the village at the time comes in knocks on the door and demands double tax and they're like oh my god this is crazy um later on down down the road katara and haru are hanging out you know, a, a slight love interest for Katara, maybe. And they free an old man who's trapped in the mine, Haru using his earthbending to do so. Old man turns out to be a narc. <laughs> turns in Haru, is like, this guy's an earthbender. Urgh. We don't like earthbenders, even though we're in the earth kingdom. Haru is imprisoned, which Katara finds out the next day. So she formulates a plan, hilarious plan, by the way where uh, she is supposed to get caught earthbending, which she does through vents and the help of Aang. The guards falsely accuse Momo at first. Which is honestly such a great, like, comedic moment. And in the... Earlier, when we were talking about um, Momo being comedic relief a few episodes ago, this was the first... (laughs) This is the first thing I thought of. And from there... Katara gets uh, taken to the rig where Aang and Sokka kind of give her an ultimatum like get this done and then we'll get you guys off of there so we can save you and Haru which was the original plan just to save those two while she's at the rig we meet the warden who's a big old douchebag and the rig is made out of metal no earthbending can be done there to defend themselves 
and we find out that Haru's father is there, Tyro, who is a baller. And he's kind of the leader of the prisoners, works with the guards. He, he's the guy you want to know. Katara tries to give a few speeches, but, you know, they're like, hey, let's, we're not fighting the Fire Nation or these firebenders right now with nothing. So Katara ends up being uh, taken by Aang, who fulfills his end of the deal to try to free her. And Katara's like, no, we're getting all these people off of here. Cut to Sokka developing one of his first best plans, where they use the vents to release coal onto the onto the rig. And it's supposed to be like, hey, Earthbenders, we can fight back. At first, they don't. And the uh, warden is all like, hey, you guys are broken souls and you mean nothing. Look at your faces, idiots. Which... Haru responds by pegging him in the back of the head with a piece of coal. With the warden's outburst, Tyro defends his son and the earthbenders rise up to attack the people imprisoning them. We get our first, you know, big battle scene, I would say, where you got a quite a few benders bending at the same time, which is an awesome scene to watch. Uh, we end up winning. Uh, we end up winning. Yeah, Team did. Avatar did ends job. up winning. Yep. And they occupy the ship's leaving the Fire Nation behind on the rig or in the water, wherever they ended up. And they go back to their village, and Team Avatar proceeds on their way. But we come across Zuko at the end, who essentially... Um, oh, geez. So Katara drops her mother's necklace, right? And yes. Prince Zuko is the one that finds it? Yeah. Okay. He finds it um, on the rig, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, alright. So that's the recap of the episode. It's an awesome episode. A lot better than, than I originally remembered it being. Honestly, like it was one of those things where this episode blended in with another episode for me. Um, yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. So seeing this one... I that's like, what I was oh. kind of thinking. This is a really good episode. Yeah, as you brought up earlier, you get the classic Momo moment. It's it's brilliant. I mean, it's like the perfect joke for like it's funny for kids, but like even as an adult it's still like <laughs> classic Momo. Classic Momo. And you know, you kind of get the first glimpse into Sokka's tactical planning. Yeah, and- uh with with him, you know, using the vents to uh, give the Earthbender something to bend. Yeah, and this also, I feel, is the first episode where you truly see what the Fire Nation rule has done to the masses. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, before you, you see how it's impacted people in the sense that people are leaving, like, the Water Nation warriors, they all left. Kids have lost their parents. But this is where you see, like, on the whole, how this is where the people are you... impacted. You see them, rather than a nation at war, just trying to have domain over everyone, true imperialist tendencies. Yeah. Take take the soldiers who can fight back, remove them, and then you have power over the villages. They're now subservient to you. Which can be summed up by my first note. Damn, the Fire Nation really be wilded. Mm-hmm. And up to this point, other than Uncle Iroh, 
you haven't seen any Fire Nation citizens or soldiers who are nice. So, so you're really building up this hatred towards the Fire Nation along with Team Avatar. And along with a substantial portion of the world. Yeah, you really haven't seen many people who have a kind word to say. Mm-hmm. And another thing we notice in this episode for the first time is Katara is one of the most wholesomely good for the great of the world in her heart, but her actions aren't really the most well thought out. It's kind of a, you know, this is what my heart's telling me to do. Let's do it. Which can get the, which tends to get them into trouble, but it also makes Katara the character she is. And, you know, I mean, also moves the story along and yeah. And it goes with like, you know, they're all young and you kind of act impulsively when you're, you don't really think things through. You're kind of, and for her, it's like, this is the right thing to do. We should do it. Even though mm-hmm. some more planning definitely would have helped the situation. Yes. But it, hey, it worked out. Now, um, another thing you see is the use of... And, and it's kind of... You kind of see it initially, but the use of massive stretches of water to really break up the story... Because at this point, you know, we have the we have the episodes in the South Pole, then we have a separate episode in the in the um, Air Temple, Southern Air Temple. Thank you. We have a separate episode for the Kyoshi Warriors, and they uh, where were they exactly last episode? Last episode was they were in um, Omashu. They were in Omashu. Yeah, Omashu. And now, you know you're separating where they are next in the earth kingdom, the next village from the rig with these giant stretches of water that can only be passed either by ship or by flying bison by some people, uh, primarily and only at this point, Aang and, uh, his, his group. So you see the fire nations control of the water really limiting the ability for other nations to rise up and fight back. They can really just stay where they are and fend them off. But the, the naval strategy of the fire nation is really what's pushing them forward through this. Another interesting note I had. Yeah. Uh, Did you have, did you have any other major things uh, for this episode? uh, We pretty much touched on all the things that I was really, uh, really thinking about for this one. So, I, instead of doing the rating system at the end, I want to use real-world examples. So get rid of the rating system. Great. Um, something nice about this is George Takei voices the warden. Hmm. And he did it because his family found himself in similar situations to the earthbending prisoners with the Japanese-American internment camps. And George Takei's family in Arkansas was sent to a Japanese-American internment camp where, you know, the American populace was convinced that you couldn't believe that people from Japan who were now living in the United States could be trusted not to return and, you know, fight for fight for Japan in World War II. But then you bring up questions like, why didn't we do that, you know, at a grand scale with Germans? But simply because they were of Japanese heritage, they were sent into these internment camps and it really 
you know, impacted a lot of these Japanese Americans who were just trying to make their place in the world. So this, this episode, you know, the implications with internment camps is, is a draw I see there. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think about it that way, but yeah, yeah, I, I see it for sure. Well, I, I was reading, uh, some interesting facts about this episode and that's one of the, I think the reasons that George Takei, uh, did this episode. I mean, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, I'm caught unprepared for this segment. Um, it's all good. That's that's why I did my research, man. And I also didn't tell you about the segment beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't wait to get through the next 16 episodes right. <laughs> uh, that I have notes for. <laughs> Not for this Don't segment. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Because, you know, you just got to think of a couple things about this. And, you know, how, how it impacts everything else. Uh, I think the next episode will be quite easy. Which, a uh, little preview, it's called The Winter Solstice Part 1. It's our first two-part episode. Second two-part episode. Literally the first or, two Yeah, episodes. yeah, second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little mistake on my part. Um, episode 7 is a very, very good episode. Yes, it's... Um, it's... The first two parts where we get introduced to the spirit world. Uh, part two is called Avatar Roku, so we get to meet Avatar Roku for the first time. Yeah, it's cool because like he's mentioned in uh, the Southern Air Temple. Like you see the statue of him, but they don't really introduce him until episode uh, eight. So we are both looking forward to that episode. Check it out tomorrow, guys. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at jdolls127 for Jack. You can follow me at radio underscore normal. And you can check out what we have going on at normalhumanradio.com. Hopefully it's out. But uh, feel free to check out our other podcasts as well. Feel free to leave us a review. Tell us what you thought about the episode. Um, if you leave us a five-star review for this series, we will read out what you had to say about, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender on one of our next episodes i'll try to break them up and you know we'll introduce that as a as a ending segment but i hope you guys really enjoyed thank you so much for watching and as always peace